Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there. You are listening to The Daily Home Edit, the official podcast from the team at Home Beautiful. I'm Features Editor Holly Byrne, and today I am joined by a true DIY style queen, an author, photographer, and the brains behind the lifestyle website Collective Gen, Geneva Vanderzil. Welcome to the studio, Geneva. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Now, most of our readers and listeners will know you from the incredible online creative community that you've built, but you actually used to be a town planner. Is that right? Yes, that's right. (laughs) So how did you make that jump? Where did this whole wild ride start for you? Well, I studied town planning in Queensland and moved to London, worked as a town planner in London, which was really fun, actually. Sounds cool. Um, Yeah, like town planning is one of those amazing fields where you touch on all different aspects. So I think that was um, great for creativity. However, like the day-to-day of writing reports and stuff like that, (laughs) I didn't love it. So in my spare time, I started um, my blog at the time, which was called A Pair and Despair, which was completely dedicated to DIY fashion. So basically, it was taking trends off the runway, you know, recreating them by hand and showing people how to do it. Amazing. And when did that really take off? How did you notice that? Well, it was was like pre- internet sort of social media era. This is kind of 2010. And to be honest, it was like, no one was even blogging then. It was kind of embarrassing to be putting your life online like that. Um, I remember I did it anonymously for like the first six months and I didn't really even tell family or friends because people were like, so you take photos and you put them on the internet. Like, it's just so different from now. How did that evolve into Collective Gen as we know it today? It's a very long journey because it's been about a decade. Talk us through it. My blog, A Pair and a Spare, uh, got really popular really quickly. It was kind of like the GFC and people all wanted to learn how to make things themselves. So even though I was kind of like blogging from my couch in London, we were getting like millions of readers every month, which was insane. And like this agency from LA was like, we'll be your managers. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, it's just bizarre. Um, At that point, I knew there was a real opportunity there. A publisher wanted to do a book, so I did a book based on my DIY fashion, which was really the stepping stone to leaving my job as a town planner and, you know, doing this full time and kind of like creating content every day and, yeah, just living more creatively. So were you still in London when you took the leap to move away from your full-time job? No, we'd actually moved to Hong Kong by that point. We were kind of nomads. We were like, where do we want to live next? So we, on a whim, we moved to Hong Kong. My partner is an interior designer and he started his own business in Hong Kong. Amazing. So how long ago was that now? That was in 2012. 2011, yeah. And around that time when we'd moved to Hong Kong, the publisher contacted me and was like, we want to do a book. So I worked for a little while in Hong Kong as a town planner, but very quickly moved into doing this full time. And having an interior designer as a husband, did that help influence the move into interiors and styling as 
Definitely, yeah. I think I was just exposed to so much interiors and he's got a really amazing like design eye and it comes so naturally to him. So I feel like I was just like absorbing that every day. Amazing. How long were you in Hong Kong for before you came back to Brisbane? We were there for nine or ten years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice your following grow when you as you evolve more into interiors or change at all? Uh, I think definitely my following grew with me. So obviously as myself and my followers got a bit older, I think naturally start thinking a bit more about the environment you live in and you're probably spending a bit more time at home because that's just what happens as you get older. So I think that as I was becoming more interested in those things, you know, my audience was too. So it worked really well. And what led you to come home? Like what was the reason bringing you home? I have a daughter and she's a year and a half. So around the time I gave birth to Frankie in Hong Kong, we had started thinking about coming home. You know, we both grew up, you know, in Queensland. It's such an outdoor lifestyle. So we were like, I think it's time. We'd been in Hong Kong for a long time. We love that city, but we were like, I think it's time to, you know, turn over a new leaf. And how did that look? Talk me through your home in Brisbane because that was quite a bit of work itself, wasn't it? It was. So the New Leaf was this like dilapidated workers' cottage in Brisbane that was barely livable. Um, so as soon as we bought it, we knew this needs a renovation. So you didn't take the easy route? No, <laughs> <laughs> but I would never do that. <laughs> so we had to actually move the house because of like a sewage pipe that – anyway – Boring stuff, but that's part of on renovating. The same block? Yeah, we had to move it up and back on the same block as part of this ridiculous level of earthworks we had to do. So the house was even less livable. So we're like, actually, let's just do this renovation that we probably wouldn't have done for a few years otherwise. Let's just do it now. So, With a toddler yes, in tow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, actually, I was pregnant at the time. Right. We renovated when we were still living in Hong Kong. So we travelled from Hong Kong to Brisbane to kind of oversee it. So oh, there was goodness. a lot of stuff going on the, for those few years. And how much DIY was involved in the reno? Ben designed the whole thing and we worked together really closely on the architecture and making sure that it met our needs and making sure it kept some of those beautiful like vernacular qualities of a Queenslander but also that it was like light and bright and worked really well. In terms of DIY, I did I did a lot of DIY with all the decorations and the styling and stuff like that but we, de- we definitely got someone professional in to do like the building and you know all the important things. <laughs> How long did it take to turn it around? It was supposed to be three or four months and it was more like eight. (laughs) I still feel like eight months is very fast considering you had to move the house. Yeah I will I think it's very I'm not sure if you're if you've seen this before but in Queensland moving and lifting houses is really common but I have friends in Sydney who are like you lifted the house like they could not get that like could not fathom how that would work but because they're all timber houses it's actually not that hard to lift a house, it was actually the cheapest part of the renovation was lifting oh, the house. Oh, my goodness. Um, moving and lifting the house. So the rest of the renovation was the time-consuming bit. They lifted the house in about a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So were there any other must-haves you wanted your forever home or settling-in home to include, given you had a young child on the way and starting a family? Yeah, I think because it had been this tiny little cottage that was literally two rooms at the front and one sort of bigger room at the back – We really needed to increase it in size. We also focused on the light in the the house because the workers' cottages were designed more to kind of keep light out, to uh, to keep heat out. So what we we really focused on was 
uh, opening up the back, putting in some beautiful high windows, putting in lots of skylights. And that light has just totally transformed the house. It makes such a difference, doesn't it? It's such an underestimated factor sometimes. Yeah. And like we, coming from Hong Kong, we've lived in tiny apartments. So we didn't need like this ginormous rambling house. So we we increase the size maybe by 50%. It's a really nice size. It's not massive, but just having that light and having these high windows and high ceilings, it makes it feel big. Of course. How would you describe your style of your home? I think for me, whenever I'm styling or buying things for the house, I love to mix, you know, eras and antiques and make it feel a little bit eclectic because I think that gives the house personality, makes it feel more you. Or more me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it makes perfect sense. So you've gone from Brisbane to London to Hong Kong, back to Brisbane. Yeah. You've renovated this amazing house. Last year, you rebranded your blog to Collective Gen, is that yes, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. What led that rebrand and where did the name come from? Well, I'd been running my personal blog, A Parent Despair, since 2010, 2009. So when I moved back to Australia, I think I just started to feel like I wanted it to become more of a community. I wanted to bring on some amazing contributors and it just felt like time to uh, start fresh. We have kept all the parent spare content because I've got 10 years worth of content on that site, including like 1,200 sewing tutorials, like over a 1,000 DIY tutorials, like just wow. so many um things on there that drive a lot of traffic, drive a lot of um, people to, you know, join the community all the time. So all that content's still there. I think a lot of my readers were hoping that would be the case when they saw the rebrand and basically focused on adding to that and making it a site where you can come and learn something new and be inspired to try something new. Incredible. Now that takes us to today, a very exciting day for you. Yes. <laughs> it's your second book. Yes, that's second. right. Yep. You're launching Home is Where You Make It. Can yes. you tell me a little about the book? Yeah, so the book is really about, you know, my philosophy around design, which is that you don't have to have a perfect space for it to look really beautiful and function really well and for it to be perfect for you. So it's all about like really great styling hacks and quick fixes and DIYs to kind of make your space amazing. What was the process like? putting the book together and shooting all the content and creating it? It was a lot of work. <laughs> I bet. It was a year in the actual making, but it's a concept that I had been wanting to write for sort of three or four years. So I feel like I've been thinking and dreaming of this day for a long time. Well, it's finally here. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it looks beautiful and I can't wait to read it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. That's a wrap for the Daily Home Edit today. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please do rate, review and subscribe or let us know what you thought by sliding into our DMs on Insta at HomeBeautiful. See you next time. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.